We are rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to the first official Match Week episode of The Torch. New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC's only for the fan, by the fan podcast that we know of. I don't know if there are others, and if there are, I apologize. I am not here to squash your brand. I want us all to succeed. And like I say, fact check us. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And actually, on that note, before we actually get into our seven points, fact checked uh, the comments about North Carolina Courage. Okay. They do indeed have multiple wow. titles. Awesome. They have two. They did back-to-back, 18-19. Mm. They also, if I'm not mistaken, technically have like what we'll refer to as three supporter shields, which are Fair. most points in the huh. the the table deal. Interesting. Um, so, in that regard, they are an effective championship caliber team in our league. That if we can pass them, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, totally. But they are also a team to, you know. In, in that regard, to like keep an eye on. Oh, because certainly. I mean, they they could have some really bad games, but when they have good games, they, they have good it's games, not they have luck. Good games. It's not have, luck. It they is, have a team too. It is like, tactical. They have a good it's squad. purposeful. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. Uh, you want to kick off with yeah point one. So our seven points again. If you missed our first uh, episode, our seven points are based off of. The crown of Lady Lady Lady, ooh, Lady Liberty, which has seven points, i.e., which is why we call our main part of this podcast seven points. So number one, uh, we are talking about that last game. That was our first home match at first Red, home match in our at yep at Red, Red Bull, Bull Arena. Arena. Um, it was against the Houston Dash. It was a great game. Ooh. I mean, oh, for... Excuse, excuse this jingle. Hold on. Give us a second. Ryan, take it away. For our uh, our home opener of, like, our very first actual home game at Red Bull Arena, which is now going to be Gotham FC's formerly Sky Blue's new arena, it was a great game. You know, we had a sold-out crowd with pandemic capacity. I think it was, like, 800 or plus. I heard that we sold out the lower bowl. It was a lot of space, felt very safe, very good environment, fun atmosphere, in all honesty. Like, it was, it was so nice to be back, like we mentioned the last time, back in a football stadium and, like, actually watching the game where it needs to be taking place. And to see these women succeed and continue the run of form that they had, I mean, it's, it was over 580 days before a regular match campaign. Like, the last campaign that we had was 2019. Yeah. And we got more goals scored on us than we've let up in this Challenge Cup and the game that we've played in the match week. Like, we are in a very good place. The team is cranking. Our GM's doing her job. And Freya's project is is really, really coming to fruition. That that game was a little scary for me. A, I was was happy to be there. I really wanted us to walk away with a win. And I'm glad we did. But Houston, Houston was was pretty powerful they got, at that game. I mean, game. 21 shots. Four of them were only on frame. Sure. But 21 shots. They peppered, and they weren't yeah, afraid they to Yeah, like they, they kept going. They kept going. They got forward. 
I mean, you could argue that Midge's goal in the first, uh, what was it, the 31st minute, you could argue that was against the run of play. Oh, totally. Uh, I it mean, was beautiful. Oh. Oh, God. I mean, you so put great. the ball on Midge's foot. Let's not get too far yeah. ahead of ourselves. But sure. you put the ball on Midge's foot, and it's just, you feel it. You feel it in the stadium. You feel everyone kind of get on the edge of their seat and say, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? What's sure. going to happen? Oh, oh, oh. Yes. And it just erupts because... She's that type of special player. It is very nice to see somebody that competitive mm-hmm. and that young and on the way up. Yeah. And get that mentorship from uh from Carly Lloyd. Yeah. It's a it's a good good fit. And good going system. back going back really quickly talking about Houston's shots is, you know, they had they have Rachel Daly that was really leading the charge on on there, a true, true captain and leader for Houston Dash. And then you had Christy Mewis making some amazing plays and well, really being able so to read the entire pitch. So oh, 100%. Um, but speaking of shots, I think that leads Ooh, us to that, our next yeah, point, take which it away. my girl, Kaylin I can't Sheridan. Believe she's back. I, Holy like, I smokes. genuinely can't believe that she's back because we witnessed her go down in that. Oh gosh, that was so scary. No contact, no anything. You oh. know it's bad. Oh. When when it happens like that, you're like, oh, oh no, 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 no. I mean, I I called it right then. I said, well, we just oh, lost her for the on. season. Totally. And totally. the fact that we've had the Challenge Cup, if the Olympics do happen, she's mm-hmm. going to be more than willing and ready to go yeah. and and be a part of that squad, which would be great for her and her career. But to know that a she's healthy. B, we have a goalkeeper who literally didn't let us down until we had to go to penalty kicks on the bench. And then we have our number one, who's also a Canadian national team member. I mean, hats off to building this roster because it is deep. And, I mean, we, we look good. Yeah. We look really good compared to two years ago. And even, like, the growth that we've seen incrementally through the Challenge Cups has been... It's been huge. Yeah. I was very excited when we were sitting down and we saw Kaylin out on that pitch practicing. When she was practicing, I was like, like, wait a minute. She's taking mm -hmm. first team reps. And then we looked at the lineup and it was like, like, are you kidding me? I didn't. So surprised. Thank you for that. Thank you for that surprise. Gotham Gotham. staff. Yeah. And uh, hats off to the Canadian national team too for taking care of their players and making sure that their athletes are. Are well taken care, care of. of, yeah. I think, um, that and the Gotham segues. team as well. Yeah, no, Being, absolutely. You know, I mean, without the club with taking rehab care and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that actually kind of gets us to point three really well, which I think is something that we need to talk about. We talked about a lot with the Challenge Cup, like just you and me, of how how low the standard of refereeing in this game with the women's top division is because totally. it's like. Just to go back to the game that we just witnessed, I've never seen a football match in my life that has more than, like, that has had multiple drop ball situations. And I, if I'm not mistaken, there in were, a professional setting, yes, there were three drop ball is been, so. Somebody like needs to fact check me, but high I'm fairly club, certain there was like three different drop soccer. ball situations. It, sure. Which seeing that on on the like the top division level. It's like, wait, what? What is happening? Let's and be real. I didn't, didn't know those know. existed anymore. I really totally thought know. that daily. was like. I a mean, there was one moment. Daily. Daily. Excuse me. Daily. I, pardon me. Daily. Freaked out, and it was the last drop ball situation. I think it was like 85th minute or whatever it was. Um, Cujo got fouled up the field. They stopped play when it was on our side of the pitch, and they had the ball. But for some reason, it's a drop ball 
for us? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. They, like, I, I'm not here to say, oh, hey, I don't want the ball, but like, I'd like a little bit of explanation to the rules because that just didn't make sense. You know what? I, I like my thing about refing in general, i.e., being a player, being a player for a few years, and then being a fan of the sport. I, I am not. I mean, I don't know anybody who is fans of referees. I mean, there was that one guy sitting a section over from us, and there was a call that happened. And, of course, I say a call, but really it should have been a card. There was no card. You know, our player was down. And this guy, like, to our section. Yeah, and this guy basically is like, I'm a ref. I'm a ref, and that was wrong. Like, do your job better. Like, it, I mean, it was a mess. To it, that point, though, and and that is really the biggest call, and actually gets us to number four. No, well. don't jump to number don't four. I'm not ready yet. Okay, I just right. want to say what I'm trying to say about this whole refereeing. Yes, people are not fans of them, but I would love not for them to do like a press release at the end, not for them to like sit down in front of panels because yeah, that's like you know giving yeah, like giving NBA a piece of steak report. to you know seven lions and basically being like fend for yourself type thing. But I would love if there was a way to get a recap from all the refs, not the, only the ones on the pitch, but like all of them, and kind of get their opinion of the game. Kind of like let that be another feature that you can watch like two days later, whether it be those refs or whether it be another like PRO or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, refing council is doing their own commentary to it. Kind of like when you when you listen to a director's cut commentary of film. I would be very interested on select games to hear that because, of course, when you, you know, look at some of this stuff, you know, the refs are like, yeah, we had this conference and we went over... Uh, We've seen some fairly we went controversial over calls. Controversial calls and how we could have handled it better. But we sh- I feel like as fans... I hate to say this because sometimes I don't think this is right, but we deserve to know sometimes. I'm I am so dedicated to the sport, I'm so passionate about this team that I think that's important to know, especially just give somebody the option, right? I mean, a little transparency never hurt anybody exactly. until you were wrapped in cellophane exactly. on the street naked. But anyway, that's besides the point. Yeah. I think what we're trying to to get at is I would just love to see the standard of refereeing elevated with the women's Across game. Across the board, yes. Um, we need, I mean, these, to be fair, these referees have probably been out of practice because they haven't had many games to actually do because all the men get men's game and, and there's that whole weird patriarchy and like, you only ref women's games, you ref men's games. It's, yeah, it's a yeah, weird yeah. thing. But there's where... ways to practice. Oh, there's there ways to practice. Are. Watch the tapes. Watch I'm the not tapes. gonna take them out of practice. On. You should have been ready. You had a year to prepare. I mean, All right. almost and, two. And now you can go on to our next point. But, which... and, th- and this also gets us to that point, which is point number four. Cujo is always the bad lady. It doesn't matter if she fouls in the seventh minute of the game or the 70th minute of the game and nobody's been carded. If Cujo fouls, she will be the first player to get a card, period. And it's crazy to me because, like, when you... I rewatched that game today. It is insane to me that she gets a foul on that being 20 yards on the other side of her mid-circle. That's... I don't know how you can really consider that a tactical foul the way that she did it because there was a defender behind her 
It wasn't like the attacker was just going to run loose and be sure. free. Sure. Yeah, okay, there might have been like some upper contact area, but mm -hmm. if that's what we're basing it on, which is the head area, mm -hmm. then how did Campbell not get a red when well, she that's literally a whole other took story. Let's out Let's not get Midge. to Campbell yet because I still want to talk about Cujo a little bit. Go ahead. I feel I'm not going to have this be my argument because I don't believe this, but I can if I was to like stand in a bar and talk to some other soccer fans who watch this, I bet they would they would argue, oh, well, with that foul, the ref, by giving that yellow card, is setting the standard, right? You can say that from the very beginning, but don't, don't interrupt me because I know what you're going to say. But then continue that level to be the same throughout the game, which in this situation, I'm going to say it, the ref did not do that, which ties us in to that Campbell situation that, that, that Campbell you just talked about. That Campbell situation was uncalled for. That Campbell situation was uncalled for. She came in late. Okay, she won the ball, but the physicality after the play and the extension of the arm doubled with the, the just stare down of I'm going to get on top of you, don't do that again mentality. Unnecessary. A, unnecessary. B, the ref is right on top of it. So if the ref isn't going to to stop that and say that that's not appropriate behavior. How in yep. the world is what Cujo did 70 minutes ago, even a yellow card exactly. offense? Oh, a hundred percent. And the thing, like you said, I understand with a goalie and a player, when these two players are going for a ball, right? She's the one last person attacker, is going to though. win. Right. And my thing, like Ryan has said, is that Campbell did win the ball, but then if you watch the tape, she does that extra shove after the ball is gone. And she, she literally she's only shoves two her yards down out of her own box as well. And like, looks down at Midge, then runs off. So not only am I upset with the I mean, that's some national so, team BS because you know they were just in camp together. Whatever. That's besides the point. I don't even want to go down that path. But I'm also upset with the linesman because the linesman should have made that call as call. well. It should have been a call. Like, the fact that the play continued at immediately, all. Yeah. Immediately. When the contact was seen in the head area, mm -hmm. the same mm -hmm. way that they called it with Cujo, yep. is just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Exactly. wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. I just, again, like you said, transparency also, you know, Across the board, you want to set the standard by giving out that first yellow card or being like, I have control of this game. This is keep it throughout the whole game because as soon as that happened, mm -hmm. that's when all the yellow cards started coming out. What there were like eight yellow cards in that game from both sides. I think, I think there were five. Six. Well, think... there were a minimum of four on Houston. Again, I, I know as I like to say, fact check me. I, I can remember three. three? I, I, know, I know for a fact Houston had three. They might have gotten a fourth, but I know for a fact they got three. Maybe I'm just becoming colorblind. I know they wear orange, but maybe they all just looked yellow to me because they should have all gotten yellow cards. It, just saying. Just saying. Well, to, to your point with setting the standard on the referee with the yellow card at the very beginning, it's a bad standard and precedent to set if you're going to go down that easy because... Houston just started going down at that point. They started being Tati Castellanos and getting tapped on the shoulder and being like, oh, no, I'm on the ground. Oh, yeah, I will say they were floppy queens. Yeah. That's what they no, were. I mean, they, they were most Sorry, ladies. floppy queens. And I think that that actually, talking about Cujo and just just the midfield, the midfield combination between her, Ali Long, and 
we're, we'll just go ahead and get to point five, which is the midfield trio. We've dropped Lloyd into that midfield, which I think is a great depth move. I mm-hmm. think that it's where she should succeed, mm-hmm. honestly. I think she should play in that number 10 position. You have basically Cujo being that six mm-hmm. slash pivot, and you have Long being the number eight, just kind of free-flowing, eight and a half, kind of being some defensive grit, helping build from the back, helping Cujo get free to then find Lloyd. And then you've got your attacking three, which they're playing fantastic. I I think um, I would love for you to take it over on point five, unless you want me to just run into point six. No, I mean, what I just want to say about the Lloyd Long Cujo. LLC. I'm calling it now. The The LLC midfield will win us a championship if we can continue to play in top form. I'm I'm just still I'm loving Allie Long. I'm oh, loving she's what she's doing addition. with this with this with this team. Um and she, she really effortlessly. It's pretty crazy. She how really had a great game. Just, that's that's what, I mean like flex she, she she had a really great game and there's so many more things to say about it. Like literally her performance for me was I was speechless because she created a lot of opportunities. She prevented a lot of opportunities Everywhere for Houston. she needed to be at the right moment. Um and it was great to watch. Yeah. She she really allowed us to watch a great game. That's that's all I. I think that's she's what I kind of the flex tape that. that we were missing sure. during the Challenge Cup in the midfield when we had Lee slotted in between with Cujo and, yeah. and you'd have Kawasumi who Kawasumi is going to be a great mm-hmm. great depth uh, player in this in this squad because she can play up top. She can play in that midfield. She's very flexible and fast, which yeah. is is very good. And I think uh, if you're cool with it, we should go ahead and yeah. get to six. That which sounds is great. Freya Coombs' tactical attack, and uh, just the the tactical play that they're employing is a very, very, in my opinion, tried and true. It works in the city. Yeah. It works in the city. This is how the city works. It's a hustle bustle. It's we're gonna attack as hard as we can. We're gonna defend as hard as we can. Things aren't going to go our way all the time, but you know what we're going to do is we're going to get back up, pick ourselves up, and go to work. I want to meet this woman so badly. Freya Coom? Yeah. Oh, I, I would love and to. I just, to I just pick her tactical be her brain. I want to know how she like, sees it. Yeah, but with my thing is, like, I want to meet this woman. I want to be your friend. I, like, want... I mean, you know me. I'm always, like... I, I'm always trying to hear the coach, like, that during a oh, game. Absolutely. I would love to hear more of that. Like do a mic up session with Freya. That's what I want to hear. It'd be really interesting to hear and, what that bench. But is then going my on. other thing is like I want to meet this woman, and I probably would be so overwhelmed that I would probably cry, and then she would probably be like, "What's wrong with this woman?" But I also just wouldn't know what to say because I am just so. Uh, She's put her DNA, heart, and love into this yeah. project, and you can see it on the field. Totally. You can see it on the field. Totally, totally. You can see it in the players. They want to play for her. They want to be a part of this team. Yeah. It's a great culture. It, like it, she, You just see it. You see she, it on the field. And like you mentioned earlier, her and Elise are, are really building something, and it is really awesome to see that. Well, and to that point, like we hadn't seen Veins up in the attack um, at that spearhead position up no. to this point. And, and I'm also I trying say, to think if we've seen her start. No, in she the challenge had, cup. in the Challenge Cup, she was just coming off the bench. She had she that was a game changer, game changer, that's for sure. Yeah, she yep. had the game changing assist to Adamanu, mm-hmm. uh, which was a stoppage time goal in that seven goal banger against North Carolina. Amazing. Um, 
But I really like. I really love Freya's vision because yeah. you've got Midge and Moynihan on the wings, and mm. they're lethal. They're mm-hmm. both lethal. So if you want to attack with Veins, Veins will kind of slot in behind, get the ball, get a defender, draw them out, put that ball between the lines for either Moynihan or Midge. They mm-hmm. combine really well, get all the way upfield, and then we're making plays. That's great. And then you put an Anamanu who is also a very, very good attacker for us, um, brings a, a different style of play, almost like a, a target yeah. player, but her passing is underrated. I think that's the one thing that people don't give her enough credit for. She's a hell of a passer. I mean, she totally. was the one who hit that pass to Port, uh, Paige Moynihan yeah. on the, uh, the Orlando City goal. Yeah, that's And true. she had a really, really good pass this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, she had several good passes, not just she one. Did. No, she did have but several she, good passes. She, it was a again that first game being at home, being at our new home. I mean, it was amazing. It was a good it was, feeling. It was, it really was a great. good win. Uh, we had we had a lot of fans. Honestly, like yeah. I was very impressed to see everyone. I actually might have seen. I don't know if you saw. There's actually somebody going around and basically dressing up. And being oh, yeah. a Gotham superhero, which I believe <laughs> that they're, is awesome. they're calling themselves Gotham Girl. But I love to see the fans just have fun oh, yeah. because it's a good time. I mean, we're there, Go out, do we're it. there to celebrate these women and, and their talents, and they're kicking ass. And yeah. I, I want to see them continue to kick ass. And I think on that note, we should you go You have ahead. to have a mascot. That's what they're missing. So let bit. the fans they be the mascot. There you go. They are mascot. Yeah. Um, I think that that gets us to our, our final point on the seven points, and that is our lady of the match. And I'm going to stop you real quick. I'm just going to say every lady of the match that Ryan picks at the game, before they even announce, and the player of the match is, he always calls it. So far, I've been successful. in the entire Challenge Cup and this first match, he has been correct 100%. Oh, it's funny. You With just saying that. You didn't go back and mention on number six, didn't go back to point six and mention it because of, I, I called that substitution too. I know you did. Like we were at, what was it? It was like the 55th minute. And I'm seeing the bench get ready. I'm like, Anamani mm. is coming in for veins. <laughs> we're going to change the attack. This sure. is exactly how yeah. Freya keeps them out of the back line. Totally. And it is. It's exactly yeah. what she did. I mean, she, I, I couldn't say it better. I want to meet this woman because I want to know what's inside her head. She's, you can see it in her players and her team and the yeah. club, the culture. It's there, yeah. and uh, we we both are huge fans of her. Totally. Um, but our lady of the match is not Freya Coombe. It is not Freya Coombe <laughs> because you can't give the manager player of the match. But we will go ahead and give it to Two. Midge Freaking Purse because she. Midge. She played, here's the thing, she played 100 minutes, and not only 100 Oof. minutes, 100 minutes at 110%. Mm-hmm. 85th minute, no, excuse me, 83rd. She's playing on the right wing, mind you. 83rd minute, she gets down right in front of us and wins a tackle, which, mind you, we're opposite of the Red Bull supporter section, right in front of the corner flag. Yeah. She wins a tackle and then gets that ball upfield and then goes back onto the right wing and actually goes in place. Yeah. She, I can't say enough. I'm so excited. The only thing that I can say is when she wins her first World Cup, I want a picture of her in the trophy. That's it. 
I just want a picture of Midge and the trophy because that kid is going to have a title. If oh, she totally. doesn't get a World Cup, then well, well, something has gone wrong with the women's national team. Knocking on her cheap IQ would. Yeah. She will. Oh, she um, has to. Yeah. Midge played an amazing game. She got us that goal, which was great. She fought the entire match. I mean, her defense she, I is love, underrated. I know I she was a defender her. when yeah. we drafted her, but her defense is underrated. Um, I mean, she's just, it's just amazing to watch and how she can read the other team. And she, because she, I, I'm just going to say, she's she has a lot of tricks. Factor. She has a lot of, you know, things in her arsenal. And I think she does a really good job of when she gets out on the, on the pitch, she like is getting a feel of, of what's going on. And uh, then she's able to, you know, figure it out and stuff. Yeah. You know, so like, um, I, I, I'm just really impressed with her as a, as a player. Um, and yeah. She's great. She's the future of our club. I would really like to see both Elise and Freya keep on to her. And, uh, you know, if, and when she does go to Europe and play in the super league or, or wherever in Europe, I hope she has a really great career there too, because she's, she is fun to watch. She is a very, very fun player to watch. And that, that wraps it up for our seven points. But like we said last episode, we're doing this every match week. So we want to give you a glimpse as to what's next. Jesse, take it away. Yeah, so next week um, we have our first away game of, I guess you could call the regular season. So we're going to Chicago to play against the Red Stars, which will be an interesting game. Uh, Mal Pugh got sent over there um so we'll see how that goes um but also uh chicago just played their first game last week against uh portland and lost zero to five so um on and mind you portland hit one of the most perfect counter-attacking plays i've ever seen but also it's crazy chicago has a good wild chicago has nair Right, but that, Which I'm just that so, ball got up the field so quickly. You couldn't prep yourself you could, for no. that. I mean, Nair could be the best goaltender, could have Hope Solo, three Hope Solos next to her. They're not blocking that. Totally. That was insane. But, um, you know, it'll be an interesting matchup it's a to see what we can do. for with, us is what, what it is. Against, oh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it against uh, Chicago. I mean, but we're really excited for that game. That game is uh, Saturday, I believe. It will be, yep. Great. Saturday, I want to say 7 or 8 p.m. Yeah. You guys should watch. If uh, you want to reach out, hit us up on Instagram or our email, which is the Torch Pod. Again, this was the Torch Pod. New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC's For the Fan, By the Fan podcast. This is Ryan Moore and... Jesse Moore. And that correction... That the email is thetorchpod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, don't forget that part. Whoops. Everybody have a great night. Night.